98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Tom McElind in the headlines. All nine defendants in the Umbrella Movement trial are found guilty of at least one charge. The administration dismisses foreign concerns about its plans to change extradition laws and there are calls for the government to free up land allocated for village houses after a landmark High Court ruling. The District Court has found nine people guilty of public nuisance charges relating to the 79-day Occupy process for democracy in 2014. Priscilla Ng has more. The nine defendants were convicted of at least one charge. The three co-organizers of the Occupy movement, academics Benny Tai and Chan Kin Man, and Reverend Chu Yu Ming were found guilty of conspiracy to cause public nuisance. Tai and Chan were found guilty of inciting others to cause public nuisance, but Chu was acquitted of that charge, and all three were found not guilty of inciting others to incite others. Five people, including lawmakers Tanya Chen and Xiu Kachun, were convicted of both inciting and inciting others to incite. Former lawmaker Lee Wing Tat was found guilty of inciting others. In a summary of his findings, Judge Johnny Chan said that although civil disobedience is recognized in Hong Kong, it cannot be used as a defense for criminal charges. He said the verdict would not give rise to a chilling effect on freedom of speech. Supporters and media crowded the court in West Kowloon, with some queuing from 7 a.m. to claim seats. A group of pro-Beijing protesters also also rallied outside the court. And the court will reconvene to hear pleas in mitigation ahead of sentencing this afternoon. The offences carry maximum sentences of up to seven years in prison. Before heading into court this morning, Chang Kim Man said he had no regrets. The judge is going to hand down the verdicts, and I'm sure it will impact on our individual life dearly. But we are more concerned about how this movement will be recognized by the people of Hong Kong. We are in good spirit because uh, we have no regret for what we have done. What we did uh, is according to our conscience, and we also all along uphold our principles of nonviolence. Tanya Chan fought back tears as she thanked her legal team and her mother before heading into court. My mom supports me all the time, and though she don't understand um, politics, but she believes in me, and uh, she's my soulmate, and she's my friend. And um, thank you, mom. And uh, um, I would, I just want to hug her and kiss her, and. Uh, um, that's <laughs> <laughs> The former colonial governor of Hong Kong, Chris Patton, called the verdict appallingly divisive, saying the SAR government had used anachronistic common law charges in a vengeful pursuit of political events that happened five years ago. His comments were echoed by the German Human Rights Committee. Its chair, Gita Jensen, said it was alarming that human rights activists and pro-democracy leaders are increasingly at risk in Hong Kong. Maya Wang, a China researcher at Human Rights Watch, said the courts are sending a terrible message and warned that the verdict will embolden the government to bring more prosecutions. The acting chief executive Matthew Jung has brushed aside criticism from Britain's foreign secretary that the public wasn't consulted over plans to amend extradition laws. The changes would allow for the transfer of fugitives to places with which Hong Kong has no extradition deal. Before the weekly executive council meeting, Mr Jung repeated the government line that it's merely plugging a loophole in the legal system and said the international concerns aren't justified. All the concerns in the public arena, in fact, raised by international community, in fact, um, not entirely warranted. If you look carefully into the, the entire thinking, we've got pretty clear safeguards before a decision is made. 
to allow somebody to be extradited. A member of the Liber Research community has urged the government to look at how much of the some 900 hectares of government land set aside for village houses could be used for other purposes such as public housing. Brian Wong was commenting after the High Court upheld the right of indigenous male villages to build small houses in the new territories, but not on government land. The Development Bureau has said the 900 hectares in question comprises of scattered plots which may not be suitable for development. But Mr Wong says his group's already identified at least 30 usable hectares. Liberal Research Community uh, has published a report uh, last year and identified around 30 hectares of government land among those 900 hectares, this type of land. Sizable, uh, accessible by transport, and they have good infrastructure, but the government has all along been ignoring these valuable land resources. These land resources can be uh, considered to be put into other public uses, like public rental housing or open space, whatever that can benefit the society. A former Lands official says yesterday's ruling is the beginning of the end for the small house policy. Roger Nissim says the ruling that villagers can only build on land they own means there's a limit to the land that's available for use. He also says the ruling reminds people of the original intent of the policy. The whole point of granting premium-free building licences to convert ag land to building land was so that villagers could build houses for their own occupation. Uh, You're not meant to build it for trading. You're meant to build it for you to go and live in it. And one simple thing that they could do is that all future land grants would have that clearly articulated and that you couldn't sell it to outsiders. And I think that would help enormously in terms of bringing down the temperature. You're not going to airbrush the small house policy out of existence, but you've got to manage it and control it. The government says it's scrutinising the ruling and considering whether to appeal. The Constitutional Affairs Minister says an investigation is underway into how a register of electors from a polling station in Qingyi went missing during the 2016 Legislative Council elections. The register contains personal information on some 8,000 voters. Patrick Nip says the Registration and Electoral Office, or IEO, has reported the case to the police and the Privacy Commissioner. The loss only came to light when the media reported it last week. The um, RIO uh, has already reported uh, the incidents to the police and also notified the Office of the Privacy Commissioner for uh, personal data. And the RIO will also uh, notify the affected electors about the incidents and uh, issue letters to uh, government departments and organizations who would have uh, frequent uh, contact or handle these uh, personal data and so that uh, they are aware of uh, these incidents. Mr Nip also says that disciplinary action will be taken if necessary. If arising from the investigations, there are uh, clearly uh, deliberate cover-up or there are um, human errors involved, uh, we would uh, act in strict accordance with the established disciplinary mechanism. A measure put forward by British MPs to prevent the country leaving the European Union without a deal has become law. The British Prime Minister Theresa May was already scheduled to visit Berlin and Paris to press the case for another extension beyond the current planned departure date of Friday. Anna Mulder, spokesman on EU fares for one of the parties in the Dutch governing coalition, says an extension would be in everyone's interest. Nobody wants no deal, so I think an extension must be possible. And of course, everybody is looking at the House of Commons because it's, it's such a chaos the last years and months that <laughs> it is difficult to say that, that there will be a solution. So perhaps we must grant UK extension because it's such a mess in the House of Commons. 
President Trump is removing the head of the U.S. Secret Service as part of a shakeup at the Department of Homeland Security. Randolph Alice's departure was announced the day after another senior official, Custer Nielsen, stepped down. Here's the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue in Washington. Washington is alive with rumours of some kind of general purge of the Homeland Department. Several other senior figures are reported to be leaving. Alice is said to have learned of his fate ten days ago, before a security breach at the President's West Palm Beach resort, in which a Chinese woman gained access carrying a thumb drive with malware on it. The Homeland Department controls border security and the President has not hidden his frustration over the amount of drugs and the numbers of asylum seekers crossing from Mexico. The United States has declared Iran's powerful Revolutionary Guards Corps, or the IRGC, to be a foreign terrorist organisation. Tehran says the new American classification represents a major threat to international peace, and it describes the government in Washington as a state sponsor of terror, and names the US military's regional command in the Middle East as a terrorist organisation. The US Special Representative for Iran, Brian Hook, warned businesses not to conduct financial transactions with companies connected to the Revolutionary Guard. The IRGC controls at least half of Iran's economy. The IRGC is also the organization that implements Iran's foreign policy. And they do that through terror. And they terrorize nations not only in the Middle East, but also in Europe. An airstrike has closed the only functioning airport in the Libyan capital, Tripoli, during further clashes between forces of the internationally recognised government and troops loyal to a renegade general. The UN blamed the attack on General Khalifa Haftar, who commands forces in the east of the country. He declared an offensive to take control of the capital last week. Stefan Dujaric is the spokesman for the UN Secretary-General. Our humanitarian colleagues on the ground report that the escalation of violence in and around Tripoli has caused the displacement of some 3,400 people fleeing from fighting and has blocked emergency services from reaching casualties and civilians. Fighting has also damaged electricity lines. Clashes with heavy weapons are affecting residential areas and an unknown number of civilians are unable to flee these locations. Scientists at Boston University have used electricity to stimulate the brain and boost people's working memory, the part of the brain which keeps temporary information. A group of 40 people in their 60s and 70s had their brain waves reinforced and working memory restored to the same level as enjoyed by a similar group in their 20s. The boost lasted for at least 50 minutes. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 30,155. That's 78 points up on the previous close. Market turnover was $63.2 billion. Currencies in the US dollars trading at 111.37 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 12 cents and the pound's worth 10 Hong Kong dollars 25 cents. Now to sports and here's Atom Joe. Let's start with basketball. The University of Virginia needed overtime to secure their first ever NCAA men's collegiate basketball title. They held off Texas Tech 85-77 in a national championship game played in Minnesota. DeAndre Hunter had a career-high 27 points for Virginia. His team put the game away by scoring 11 unanswered points in the extra frame. It's a remarkable achievement for both schools as neither had made it past the last eight prior to this season. 
To football now, Eden Hazard's brilliance has taken Chelsea back into Champions League contention. The Belgians scored twice in a 2-0 win over West Ham at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea moved above Tottenham and Arsenal into third in the English Premier League table. As for West Ham, they remain 11th after their third defeat in four league games. Here's their boss, Manuel Pellegrini. Maybe compared with the last season, it's a good season for a lot of people, but I think that we must continue fighting till the last game to try to improve. Champions League football returns tonight. Liverpool are at home to Porto, while Tottenham get ready to host Manchester City in their quarterfinal first legs. This season, City have already won the English League Cup. They've reached the FA Cup final and are still involved in the race for the Premier League title. Pep Guardiola says he has no trouble motivating his squad. We are in these stages of almost the end of the season, but now we know exactly what we are playing for. During the season, the people or the, the games accept what defeats or accept bad moments in that stage of the season is not allowed. Ko Jin Young has become the 15th South Korean woman to win a golf major. Ko won the ANA Inspiration for her first major title, beating her compatriot Lee Mi Hyung by three shots. Ko carded a 2-under 70 to finish 10-under for the tournament, and she's dedicated the win to a special member of her family. I was a little nervous up there on number 18, but was able to handle it and very focus on my game. I thought about my family and my grandfather. I want to dedicate this win to my grandfather. Edwin Encarnacion has accomplished a rare feat in baseball, hitting two home runs in the same inning, and he's done it for the second time of his career. The Seattle Mariners slugger went deep twice in the sixth inning of a game against the Royals in Kansas City. Seattle went on to win 13-5. The last time Encarnacion pulled off a same-inning double blast was in 2013 while a member of the Toronto Blue Jays. Only four other players in baseball history history have done it twice and that's your look at sports and in some breaking news former finnish international miksu patilainen has been appointed head coach of the hong kong football team and now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. All nine defendants in the Umbrella Movement trial are found guilty of at least one charge. The administration dismisses foreign concerns about its plans to change extradition laws and there are calls for the government to free up land allocated for village houses after a landmark High Court ruling. That's the news from RTHK. Could have beer for breakfast, my sanity for lunch. Trying to get over how bad I want you so much. Innocence for dinner, pour something in my cup. Anything and everything just to fill me up. But now. 